Yo, 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 what's up, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to yet again another fantastic Indie Creator interview. It is your Cape Crusader, Cody, and we are keeping it geekly with our new friend, Ryan McCarthy. We're here breaking down Tamashi, his indie manga, and everything in between. Welcome to the stream, Ryan. How are you doing tonight? I am doing pretty all right. There was a lot of driving this morning, but luckily I luckily I took a nap, got a shower, <laughs> and I'm wearing my Looney Tunes. So. Hey, that is an impressive button-up shirt. I I didn't have to drive too much. I did a considerable amount of yard work, though. But, you know, it feels good at the end of the day to get uh, things, like, cleaned up and trimmed up. So I'm pretty happy about that. Speaking of getting things caught up, we were talking earlier uh, about your series, and you were telling me how you're trying to get caught up on Global Comics with your upload. And, shoot, you have an impressive amount of episodes uh, for this series. Can you tell everyone, uh, uh, you know, how many uh, you have currently uh, up to date? Well, see, officially it's, see, this is the definitive Tamashi experience, the books. Tamashi volumes, I tend to work on them a chapter a month. Then I upload them online to my personal website, Tapastic and Webtoon. And then what happened, and then since then there's been other platforms when there's enough, basically once there's enough chapters, they get compiled into a volume and that's what gets released. And currently, I, because of uh, someone I had discovered Global Comics, I think you interviewed her. She was the author to Division 5. Okay. Rose? Uh, yeah, yeah. All right. See, I didn't know what she referred to herself as because I know her in real life. We come from the same hometown. Oh, small world, small world. I, well, yeah. That's what we refer to, uh, like, all, you know, online. So that I wanted to kind of keep respectively to her online username. Yes. So I was like, shoot, I can't, I don't want to say it. <laughs> Rose, but we're also, we're both from the same hometown. I know she lives in Japan, but we're both in Massachusetts. That, that's really that's cool. There, but I found that out through, through her. So I was like, all right, I'll give it a shot. And right, so right now, Tamashi is available on Global Comics. At some point it was like a subscription thing, but I had, to, I made a decision that once Tamashi is fully caught up, that's when I'll switch to like, you know, having this, because I think that's how that website works. You have to subscribe to it. But my, my whole definitive plan was always, I wanted to be like, you can catch up with it. Like the first three chapters will be free and the first three newest chapters will be free to read. Okay. That way, that way, anyone who's maybe caught up through Tapastic and Webtoon can easily jump over to Glo mm -hmm. Global. Global Comics gets it high definition. Okay. Like the actual... I upload the actual images that are used for the uh, physical release. And you said uh, how, how many uh, chapters again? There's currently 48. 48. So how many chapters to a volume? Well, that's also not counting the side chapters. Mm -hmm. Every five chapters, I make a side chapter where we where we get to see a mini story of a character we've met along the journey, which actually... So here's the thing. Uh, it's, okay. My story is called Tamashi. It's about a girl named Tamashi. She suddenly wakes up in a new world called the Ancient Land. She doesn't know how she got there. And now she needs to go on a big journey through the Ancient Land to maybe find her way home. She discovers she's, she's, discovers she's the child of the moon. She mm -hmm. makes friends with a monk boy named Suimo, child of fire. And in the Ancient Land, they have people called the children of the Ancient Land. They're people, they're children or people with 
that are just born with some sort of special power based around something. And this only happens in the ancient land. And Tamashi is from our, from like our world. But she suddenly woke up here almost like, like a dream or like a something or whatever. And it's just like, supposedly a samurai called the Calm Warrior might know something. And they need to go to Raiden Village. I really like how you started it too. I mean, she she gets here, she has no idea what's really going on, and then right in the first few pages, she's attacked by some like myth, you know, mythical looking creature, uh, and she has no idea exactly what's going on, uh, and th- she ends up killing like this creature's kid. I love it. Like in chapter two, you end up finding out that its mother comes to get revenge. Uh, well, that, that, I think you're actually on chapter one yet, still on chapter one. Oh, yes, chapter okay, all right. Called a Yama Beast. Yeah, Yama Beast, Yama. yeah. And the mother, which is officially called a Yama Mama. There's also <laughs> a third thing called a Yama King. We've only seen one of those. But that's late that's later down the line. I gotcha. Yeah, so I, I really like that. Can you tell us a little bit more about this character? You know, your your protagonist, like what she's like, her uh her personality and kind of how she ended up uh, you know, really developing into who she is today. Well, the simple thing is a lot of with a lot of Thomas, she just has a lot of me in her. But her one of her big defining traits is that she just does not like strangers. She's very peculiar. Like she doesn't like new people. Mm-hmm. Her, which is probably daunting because of this journey through the ancient lands. Like, well, toughen up right now. But there's also something peculiar about her that is that people don't mention that you later find out in volume six i don't know if i want to really spoil that but it's a big aspect of the series that it's like it's a big metaphor for this but she's very she's very quiet but she's very straightforward she likes to sometimes be a bit too too much too much of a (laughs) know-it-all which is which is hard to do when it's all like you're you're in a world where everything is new you don't Mm -hmm. know nothing so can you uh, give us a little bit about your history, though? Like, h- how did you come to, you know, start working on comics and, and manga? Like, what led you here? Well, basically, I ever since middle school, I think I later, at one point, I basically decided I want to do cartoons. I want to make stuff. I like, I like Ed, Ed, Nettie. I like... Like a ton, I like Samurai Jack. I like Zatch Bell. Like those are some of the bigger inspirations for me. And this is like I want to make something like that, and like you know, have all the fun that comes with that. So, what was uh, some of the first things you started working on, or uh, was Tamashi like your first start? Tamashi is a very late, very late idea like i think if you go to my personal website and my my portfolio i have like 20 other cartoons like in the back i think my twitter my twitter pro my twitter headliner uh, like my twitter banner has a bunch of my characters i have a huge roster of it's called rm productions basically that's like the official title i give stuff but there's like 20 plus other series I have. It's just Tamashi has been getting the most consistent love. Before that, it was something called Random the Comic. <laughs> so, uh, 
can you tell us some of the stories about you know some some of these adventures that you wrote before uh Hamashi? Well, so the big one you'll actually find on my website is Random the Comic. It's about a dude named Joby Gamble. He lives in the town called Random, Florida, and he just every comic has an idiom. Mm-hmm. And that idiom is used in a very extraordinary way. And he lives in some house in, yeah, it, they live in, that's that's the setting. That's why, li- first it was called random because, oh, it's about random stuff. But then it was retro, then it was retroactively changed to, or retconned into, no, they live in random. They live in random Florida. <laughs> he lives with his roommate, Smart T Guy. He's just this funny dude with crazy blood, crazy green hair. They, they're just like, it's something you would see out of Newgrounds pretty much. Okay. Yeah, and uh, so you have a huge roster of characters that you've created. What are some of the inspirations and, and influences you draw from when creating these characters? Pretty much, I would say pretty much the cartoons that I like. Stuff like Ed, Ed, and Eddie, like tons of stuff on Cartoon Network, tons of stuff from Nickelodeon. Uh, but Number one is always Ed, Ed, and Eddie, The Simpsons, uh, Samurai, Samurai Jack, mm-hmm. uh, then uh in terms of manga the, the, the thing that always wanted me to make a manga become a manga artist was one piece and i and i'm like fully caught up on one people would say oh it's hard to catch up on one piece and i was like i've been reading one piece since four kids was dubbing it i read the manga, I, I read the manga right now volume 100 just got came out in english i have a, have a shelf over off panel where you can see them Wow, yeah, that's impressive. That is impressive. So, what are some of your favorite uh, manga out there? Like, what are, what are the, some, of, some of your favorite books that you're reading outside of One Piece? Uh, one Piece, uh, Zatch Bell. That's that's the big one. When everyone's always like, I have people be like, oh, dude, are you ripping off Avatar? Because people will see the character Suimo, and he's a blind monk boy. He's like, are you ripping off Avatar? And I was like, and it's like, if you accuse me of ripping off anything, if you don't say Zatch Bell, you're wrong. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if you're familiar with Zatch Bell. No, no, I, I, I really don't know too much about him. That, that one was a series about these kids. They were little kids with powers. They come to our world. They have powers. They have a book. They have okay. to find, and only one person can read their book. And in their book, there are spells, and they're all battling, battling each other to determine who the Moto King is. You know, uh, so for me, I. I think I kind of got a little bit of uh, Zaolin Showdown vibes. Okay, you know what? That's the better thing because everyone always says, oh, you're ripping off Aang. He's like, you know what? No. Om- Omi's probably closer, but... Yeah. <laughs> Suimo kind of went through a huge... Because I've had Tamashi in my head since 2008. Wow. In fact, if you check volume one, let's go. Where is it? See, the original idea for Tamashi was drawn with a pen. The idea just came to me. I grabbed a pen, and as you can see, everyone is there. This mm-hmm. is the original first sketch. And as you can see, I basically nailed Tamashi's design. First try. I've just been drawing her better. So you're the writer and the artist on this, correct? Yes, it's pretty much me and whoever I have spell check the chapters before they go live. So what's that uh, creative process look like for you when you're creating these pages? Well, I think I heard one time the creator of Dragon Ball Z, Akira Toriyama, 
Apparently, he just went in. He just goes right into the the comics. Like, I I do have everything planned out. I I have my famous I call it the Word document. It's literally just this Word document that has every planned story arc listed <laughs> with bullet points, and pretty much that's what I have been following. And aside from that, I kind of just jump right in. And just, oh, that is awesome. And I have key moments that I, that I at least have written down and jarred down. It's like, got to get to this. Make sure they say this. But aside from that, it's I just jump right in. And apparently, that's what the guy who did Dragon Ball Z did. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you have a remarkable amount of uh, chapters and volumes out. How long do you intend to keep this story going for? Do you have like any game plan in mind? Or are you going to keep writing until the idea well, stop coming? Basically, I have the current plan is we're on part one. And the plan is to finish part one. And basically, and then what will happen is that when I finish part one, there'll probably be like a kind of hiatus to help plan. And then part two is basically a time skip. Okay. Like, do you know Naruto Shippuden? Mm-hmm. But Naruto did. They did Naruto and then they did Naruto Shippuden. That all that's... Something like maybe something like that. That's what I've been following, and I think currently part one we're we're like halfway, more than halfway. So are we gonna see in that same in that same vein like this get uh, more violent or more gory or more you know more like bigger risk taking like like it was in Naruto like because I mean the beginning don't get me wrong like what was brutal but you kind of grew with the series you know what I mean like in the beginning it wasn't nearly as violent as it felt as in the later parts you know towards the end I guess you could say that yes it'll get I think I had that so a lot of people was like oh is this for kids and it's like yes but the idea is the further you go the more mature it's going okay. to get I love that. That is so cool. Uh, when, when the characters grow with the audience, I think that's really cool. Is is that hard to capture? Is that like hard to write and plan for? I imagine. I imagine the uh, the slow the the slow crawl of time just naturally helps with that. <laughs> it's just like it just works out. You just have the right person reading your comic that just grows with it. No, that's that so cool. I think that's what happened to me with like samurai jack samurai jack did that samurai mm-hmm. jack like it was it was it was like pg and then they came back a fifth season and it's like oh now we're pg-13 now it's like now you now you're now you're bleeding of course there's <laughs> bleed like chapter one like once we go through you see like everyone's like oh is this for little little kids like something gets cut in half yeah this character's like dragging his body <laughs> Like, it, it's always like, I think it was always like, you follow what like Don Bluth and I guess what the guy who does JoJo's Bizarre Adventure does. It's like, it's all okay as long as it's not a person. Mm-hmm. But then or you if get it's the, a person, make sure it's just a really evil type of person and no no problems either. <laughs> unless people are like, they value animals more. It's like, oh, that's worse. Like you get the type of people that are like, like, but that's what the thing I've read with JoJo's. It's like in JoJo's, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, if you're an animal, it's like, oh, are you safe? No. No. <laughs> JoJo's, a dog will get burned alive. Probably even worse. 
Well, speaking of going over chapter one, I think that is the perfect segue. Let's go ahead and pull it up and go through it together and take a look at, you know, what it's all about. So, yeah, yeah. and then I'm going to put this in the link for everyone who's watching. Be sure to read this with us. And if you're able to share this on Facebook and Twitter, any sort of social media platform that you can share this on, uh, definitely will help. You know get this word out here word of mouth is 100 free and it's some of the most easiest ways of advertisement so we are looking at chapter one uh, a new world and uh yeah i you know so i'm loving this character design what was uh you know some of your influences when designing this character i know you kind of had a rough sketch like a long time ago but like when you initially drew drew her out you know what was uh i mean let's let's just pull that sketch up again let me uh, i can actually this is the first picture of Thomas she ever drawn. And if you, you take a good look, you can basically see every detail is there. Her pigtails, the uh, the design of the, uh, I forget what you, the lining of her dress. Mm -hmm. There's three spikes for her eyelashes. Like I got, I nailed even the shape of her nose. Basically what, hap what has happened is I just draw better. Okay. Like yeah, I designed a character, I liked it, and I have stuck with it ever since. Which is is kind. Of, which I have plenty of characters that I that have not that that have changed over time. Tom, she's the one that's just like you were perfect from the get go. Mm -hmm. I just had to catch up. So we see we see her waking up, and there's a lot. You know, there's a lot going on this page. You know, I'm so proud of you, or why'd you say that? What's your problem? You're embarrassing me. You know, what was some of your, you know, reasoning for uh, starting off this way? So the idea is, so once you further, there's, there's literally further in the story, we finally get full context of what these are all mean. These are all important lines to her. Like, basically, she's right now sleeping, and when you sleep, you know, thoughts like I, I always have friends that are all like oh i am such a vivid dreamer and then they go on a paragraph of like their dream and it's like when when i dream i don't even remember what i dream <laughs> i just remember like blank maybe a statement mm -hmm. like i've had friends i've even had friends that like argue with me you could don't describe that to me you're gonna traumatize me i'm gonna have terrible terrible nightmares and it's like I, 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 when I, I fall asleep, I think, I know I have stuff, but then it's like, I wake up as like, Oh, okay. <laughs> this is kind of like that feeling, but luckily see the thing is you're right now reading the, we're fun fact. We're reading the second edition of chapter one. Okay. So I don't know where you can possibly find that. I think I've might've purged it online at this point. I'm thinking finding ways to make it available, but basically I drew chapter one as like a college project and I drew the entire chapter and then I sat on that for a bit and then I fully continued the series after that. But as a result, due to the time jump of that mm -hmm. entire series was like, it looked different. I got basically, you. Chapter one stood out. So at some point it was like, I need to redraw it. And need to attract new people and so i did this little mini hiatus where it's like i'm redrawing chapter one and it's gonna completely replace it and, I, and the cool thing is a bunch of stuff was able to retroactively be now put in so it lines up better okay no that yeah that sounds like it, it worked out perfect for you i love 
Yo, we see her wake up and then age 10 likes cats. Like, it's perfect. Like, one of my favorite things, it's kind of like that's uh, people call One Piece does that. People call it the Oda boxes. Every time a character is introduced, you see a little box with their name and maybe a factoid or something. Mine is always you get their name, you get their age, and a fun fact that has nothing to do with anything. Or maybe it does. <laughs> And then right here, she just wakes up in the, the middle of nowhere. Uh, very see, for me, see, a very iconic shot. So uh, what, 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 how is it iconic, though? What, what's the importance of it? Because when I do announcements, I use this old version of this shot of the where am I. Okay. And of showing the forest. In fact, it's one of the one remnants. Uh, anytime I announce a new book, I have a little thing in the background is always the old version of that page that's really cool the trees all the gates and she's basically in the middle of nowhere and she has no idea where she is and we've seen an ominous looking creature in the background hold on one second sometimes there we go uh ominous looking creature in the background last year remember she was at a garden and then this creature comes out of nowhere uh what you know what are we looking at what type of creature is this is this based off of something that's real or a combination of a creature you created I basically was like, what does a Japanese T-Rex look like? <laughs> like that that's it. What would a ja what would a Eastern like which dinosaurs did live in Japan because mm -hmm. it's not it's like that's the whole just idea behind these things. Also, fun fact, last I remember, I was at Rakugan Garden. That's a real place. Okay. That hint to tell her you where she's from. Rakugan Garden is a real garden in Tokyo. Like, you can straight up look it up, you will find it. And so, we see her getting chased, and uh, this this dude pops out of nowhere. Who? So, who's this guy? Uh, he, he's like a mysterious person. We really don't get a whole lot on him. Yeah, who who is he? That's At this <laughs> point in time, yes, what is going on? But that, if, if we go a little further, that is the Calm Warrior. He's a samurai. Yeah, and, uh, what is his name? What, what what's his meaning? But he clearly knows something because in her mind, cuts cuts the thing in half. Mm -hmm. Tells her, "Lunar flash." What does that mean? And then we get Doom, which I, I that that's One Piece. One Piece does that. They do Doom. Doom. I, I love the the glare too. <laughs> they do. They have a soundtrack in their comic. Suddenly, she is holding her head because she just heard that in her mind. Mm -hmm. The Yama Beast is now half of it is just laying on the ground. And uh, the Calm Warrior is nowhere to be found. Instead, uh, there's a monk right here, you know, wondering what she's doing. So I, I loved how you kind of like swapped out the two. Or, or, you know, I'm still left wondering if it was like a figment of my imagination, too. Like, what was that like a real person or is that yet, has yet to be determined? I'm glad that, I'm, that I definitely did my job right. <laughs> so we see we see her follow this monk, and uh, it he turns out he is a, a real person because right here he's hiding in the shadows. And the, uh, the, he likes to do this. He's always we have a pan. He's hiding off in the di he's hiding off somewhere and the, the bleeding half creature <laughs> been left there to to rot now for, to be discovered later and. We see Thomas. She is hesitant because who are you? I don't. I don't know. No, but then it's like, what? Well, shoot. What? What other choice do I have? 
So are all these creatures or characters on the right, like all children that we're going to see later on in the series? Yes. Well, one of them is very important. Uh, these are the monks of the monks of the monk. Well, we will learn that later, but these are the monks of the monk of the mountain temple. And here we have their names. They each get, uh, admittedly, it's kind of squished, but I think when you look, you can see mm-hmm. you have Akira, Akira Nakahara, uh, original print of this. They're, these actually, they, their name boxes, I don't think were present, but I was okay. like, and originally the only way you could find out their last names was if you bought a book. Because there's character bios images, and that's where you have Akira Nakahara, Oda Yamadan, Oda. He is straight up <laughs> after Achira Oda. From and then Akira is probably a nod to Akira. Uh, Akira, you, you're thinking you're you're on the right path, but it's a different Akira. Okay. From a different manga, I like his name is Akira. Uh, shoot, it's the it's the boy from Mysterious Girlfriend X. Ah, you got me. You got me. Baki. <laughs> but that's what he is named after. Sanyu is just, an, I like the name, but Fujishi is important. And Kazuki was just, he looks like a Kazuki. And Kazuki is my personal favorite to draw. He is my fa- He is my favorite of the month. So uh, what makes him your favorite, though? Is it the hair? He is, he is just the funniest. He, <laughs> his whole personality is like... I don't care what's what's the point of any is he's like Eeyore. Mm-hmm. He's like anime Eeyore. So and we I, see right here her phone, her mobile device is not working at all. He has no idea what it is. So we kind of get the idea that something might have happened. She's definitely not in a land that she's used to, but there might have been some sort of time traveling or some sort of vortex that like, you know, switch time because uh, it's almost like she went back a couple thousand years. <laughs> it could be like that. What is going on? Also, fun fact, I just mentioned Mysterious Girlfriend X, Tamashi's Tom, Tom, wallpaper. That is a Mysterious Girlfriend, old Mysterious Girlfriend X fanner I drew. Oh, okay. No, that is really cool. I, that's awesome. Right there. That's also a hint to tell you when she, because, well, the, that those are hints. Those are little hints of her situation back home as well. And then, yes, we meet Father Monk. And what, then... Oh, what go is, ahead. He is just... His title is Father Monk. He does have a real name. <laughs> we don't know it, but that's because of this temple. Your job is to get rid of your name and just be called Father Monk. Mm-hmm. And uh, right here, we kind of see uh, that... She is not in Kansas anymore, for lack of better words. And uh, he has no idea what Tokyo even means. Uh, so there's definitely something going on. And uh, I, I I love this interaction, too, seeing these two, like, kind of build this exposition without doing, like, an exposition dump. Like, kind of like, oh, you know, he has a weird accent. And he, he's like, you know, what's going on? What's this Tokyo that you talk about? And then she's uh, like, this Toko. So here's the fun. Here's a fact. There is a city in the ancient land called Toko. That's when she said Tokyo. That's what he thought she meant. And I like um, Sumo like gets bashful around girls. So like naturally he's the one that has to do everything for her. <laughs> I tend to pronounce it Suimo. Oh, Suimo. Yes, it's Suimo. Suimo Takuma. And actually, I think. Oh, yeah, he was way. He was way back. Yes. His, his name box was was back it's been a while it's been a while you so you so it's been so much 
look making new chapters you gotta mm -hmm. go back so you can connect everything that is so cool and i, I like uh i like his uh, ability as well so right here we we get to meet yet again another pretty ominous looking creature uh, not too pleased that this uh, this one got chopped in half. I really liked the, the design of this. Is this like a mature take on the on the creature as well? Yes, it's a, it's another basically. It's a Japanese T Rex. This is so the first thing was a Yama beast. This is a Yama mama. The thing that was just killed was a baby. Mm -hmm. This is the mama. And the fun fun thing with Yama beasts, Yama beasts keep showing up whenever I need trouble. And Yama beasts, Yama beasts suffer a lot. <laughs> I gotcha. So now we kind of get to see uh, these two interact, and I, you know, I, I love seeing just his interactions with a girl and how, how how you wrote him to be like, oh no, I'm training to be a man. Like I, I love like just his first uh, like his his character traits and everything. And Tom, she being a little prissy, like, oh, you yeah, know, whatever, being like, hey, oh, okay. <laughs> no, new people, new people are mean, so be mean back to them. However, since that makes. So now we kind of get to see the rest of the classmates, but it's not for long because a Yama Beast approaches on the scene, but we find out that this is not just any regular Yama Beast. It is instead a Yama Mama. Uh, what are some of the differences between a Yama Mama? Is it just uh, older and, and more mature? Yes, they get, a, they get a big, cool looking mane. They're, they're bigger, <laughs> they're much meaner, and they're tougher. Yeah, they only attack when they're young or hurt, and he's wondering what the girl did. Uh, and then we kind of get this, we see this uh, little spot right here where there's a voice inside her head, you know, saying, use Lunar Flash. So I, I, I really like this too, because she she pulls it out of nowhere. And then all of a sudden it's a game changer. Everyone around her is like, oh crap, she's not just like some, some like typical stranger. Like this is somewhat of importance. Mm -hmm. We did the epic, big epic ac action sequence with a flash. She's shooting moonlight from her, from her right palm. You know, right here and there's no way she's a this little you know, have has it right oh there. on the hand yep right here I'm, I'm holding it and then yeah right here hold on one second my window there we go uh no way she's a uh, child of the moon so I, I love this introduction and then right here was the end to chapter one so a nice little cliffhanger uh, when she takes down this this Yama Mama, and all of a sudden we find out that she's not just some regular stranger; she's actually uh, the child of the moon. So she doesn't know yeah. how to do that. And we get a nice bookend. We opened in we opened in darkness. We end in darkness. Cool, cool, cool. So one of my favorite tropes: something from the beginning comes back. That is one of my personal favorite tropes of all time. No, well, that is awesome. So for any, everyone that is watching and listening. Uh, what type of uh, platforms can they subscribe to you on? You said you had uh, some platforms where they could read ahead if they're subscribed? Yes, there you can pretty much read chapters chapter 1 through 48 <laughs> and all the side <laughs> and some bonus stuff as well. Uh, it's available on Tapastic, either I think Tapaz. I can never remember. It's also on Webtoon, but it's also uh, there's also a site called Manga Cat. Their upload process is a little weird, though. So, but that one's is in the process of being caught up. And of course, a big push is actually Global Comics because Global Comics is rising. But the other way you can read Tamashi is if you just order the books as well. How but much are uh, the books? 
the books go the books go for twelve dollars each they used to be ten but due to you know stuff i had to raise them a bit so older volumes still say the 9.99 but volume nine has the 11.99 now which that'll be going going forward right. actually i think you said you had you had the covers yeah yeah i had uh, some some of the covers on image slideshow No, that is so awesome. Well, Ryan, I appreciate you stopping by and breaking this down with us and going through chapter one. Uh, do you have any other projects you're working on outside of this or are you just trying to complete act one as it stands? I guess, yep, I am trying to complete act one. I'm trying to do, trying to do some art on the side, go to events. I recently, see, I'm originally, I'm from Western Mass, but in November I moved to, moved to California so it's it's a it's a it's a very kind of flexible situation, but I'm trying to I'm attending shows in California, which I'm doing doing pretty well at, to where I sell books and try to advertise like, hey, support mm -hmm. the series, buy a plushie. I have a thing of plushies. See, it's not just plushies. I have stickers. I have buttons. I have those are all on my personal store. I have art prints of stuff, and. Currently, the big thing is also working on volume 10. I need two more chapters done. Volume 10 will be done. Ooh, getting close. And actually, speaking of that, I think I sent you something, but literally before this show started, I opened up a new project. I'm currently starting a hosting of an event. It's called the Tamashi Character Popularity Poll. Okay. I've been doing Tamashi for like five years, so we have a big catalog of all the characters and i think i i posted on the social medias but it's a literally just a straw poll of hey everyone that comes to this page you get five votes you get to vote who your favorite character is and we're going to find out we're going to find out that poll's going to close on october 7th and it's once that's set it's going to be in volume 10 and be like hey who's the most popular character mm -hmm. also oh, that's cool I'm trying to raise funds to also make another plushie. We need a we need a Sulimo plushie. <laughs> yeah, we have uh, that image, uh, the popularity contest uh, that is on the the, the screen uh, with a QR code. So does that that QR code takes them directly to the the contest? You scan it with your phone and just pick your characters, and it's literally that easy. That is so awesome. Ryan, I appreciate you coming on the show and breaking this down. Before we go, though, uh, we always end strong because uh, as much as this is a podcast to promote you and your book and your work. It's also a nice learning tool for anyone that might be watching and new. So with that in mind, for anyone that is starting out for the first time with either art or writing or anything in between, and they're struggling just to get started, what type of advice would you give them just to help them get motivated to go? Well, I'm always dealing with the fact is like, am I even good enough to like teach people? But it's like the one definitive thing I always say is if, if you don't make it, it won't happen. Is it's whether or not you're good enough or you you have the audience or whatever if you don't make it it will not happen you're you're the one stopping it from going no one else can really stop it there may be obstacles but at the end of the day if you don't make it it won't happen no i like that 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 is good and that is 100 true you are the one who ultimately determines whether or not this thing gets created uh i i you know i i like that that is awesome ryan once again thank you so much for coming on and breaking this down this has been an awesome conversation for everyone watching tomorrow is new comic book day so why not treat yourself to a new book and make sure it's this one how can people buy this book 
Uh, well, you can go to my personal, you can go to my uh, personal store. I probably should have sent a thing there. But if you go to my Twitter, my social medias, there's a link tree. If you go to RyanMcCarthyProductions.com, there's a section called, there's a Tomashi section. And literally there's a section called Books. And that will bring you to everywhere. You can go on Amazon, Blurb, or my personal store. And that's the best way to support Tomashi. You buy books directly from me. I, will okay. sign, I sign every book. You put a message in something like, hey, can you like say this? But it's on. It's hosted by my. I think it's Store Envy, but that's also where you can get prints. And there's key charms. In fact, if you there's a special offer where if you buy a Tamashi Volume One for a little extra more, you can get a Tamashi key charm as well with it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you heard it here, guys. Be sure to check it out and get a new book tomorrow. And uh, with that being said, it is a beautiful Tuesday. I hope you guys have a fantastic night. But most importantly, keep it geekly. <laughs>